I can't fathom where we're at. It literally started with one person that just didn't want to cook for themselves. I saw a niche in the market and I was like, I'll take advantage of that. I'm not there yet, but at a certain point, this is going to be a million dollar business. I remember being in high school and being like, I don't need this. I skip more days than I went to school. Like I'm just not a school person. Like that's yeah. not me. I might have a million dollar business that I literally started in, 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 a one bedroom apartment. And I just think that's the coolest thing ever that you're able to do that. So Kenny, thanks for coming in today. Yes, sir. Um, for those of you who know, Kenny Woods, co-owner of CrossFit Mix here yep. in Midland, Texas. Um, you also have a nutrition company, like nutrition um, yep. delivery service, right? Yep. Do called meal uh, Live Great. Yep. Live right? Great Nutrition. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, Are you born and raised in Midland? No, so I'm actually from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. So I was born and raised up there. Um, I was in the actual city of St. Louis until I was about six or seven. Then we moved to a small farm town, Godfrey, Illinois, about an hour outside of St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. And then I was uh, there until I would say like 21, 22. I moved around a little bit. And then uh, I was working. It's funny. I was working for Golden Corral. And this was like 2007, 2008 before Google was big, right? When you mm -hmm. had to print out maps. And so, <laughs> I map for, yes, exactly. <laughs> so I was working for Golden Corral and they uh, they had a thing with corporate where if you uh, ran their corporate stores, they would help you buy one. And like, I always wanted my own restaurant. So I was like, oh, this is cool, right? And so I went through the process, I applied, and they were like, yeah, we have a store in Odessa, Texas. And I was like, well, I've been to Dallas, and I get on MapQuest, thing, and it's dude. like, it's that far away. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I'm yeah. going to love it. So literally sight unseen, I pack up everything, I get in my car, and I drive to Odessa, Texas. And This was what, what like what year? 2007, 2008, 2008. Okay. Yeah. And it's nowhere yeah, near it's Dallas. It's nowhere. And I was like... It was like 14 hour drive and I'm like, there's no way it's like this it's far this in far Texas. Away. I didn't understand scaling. It's, yeah. <laughs> so I was it's like, two inches away. Let's go. Correct. I was like, that's not going to take seven hours. Get out of here. That's crazy. So literally sight unseen. I drove out wow. here and been here ever since. What were your first impressions? No trees. Like <laughs> I was literally driving and I'm just like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. It was just like less and less. And it was just like. I don't know. It was crazy. I mean, the first month I was here, I got the worst allergies of my life. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I went from pollen to dirt, and I was yeah. just like, "Oh, okay. Well, this this is what we do now." Yeah. yeah. How did you get in from Golden Corral to CrossFit? Okay, so I was working for Golden Corral. Um, I was working for Golden Corral Corporate, so they had that. Uh, if you stayed there, became a GM, they would help you buy a store. Well, they ended up building what. And I can't think of the name of it now, but they ended up building like a bigger Golden Corral, basically. And so they were like, well, now we want you to go out to Roswell, New Mexico. And oh. I was like, nope. <laughs> not a can't big do guy. it. I'm not going. Yeah, really yeah, I went west one time, <laughs> not doing it again. Right. So I was like, sorry, can't do it. So I ended up working for a franchise of McAllister's Deli here in uh, Midland, Odessa area. And um I'd always been big into fitness, so I played football in high school. Um, I was a terrible high school student, right? So great at athletics. S football season going, I'm passing everything. As soon as football season ends, yeah. Fs. <laughs> so yeah. barely graduated. I don't have anything like that. So uh, I, I kept that fitness going, and um, I was working for McAllister's, and I started to do those. Uh, it was when the races were big, right? Like Spartan mm -hmm. races. Um, okay. Tough Mudder, that type of mm -hmm. thing. So I did the first one. It was like three miles. Did fine. Did the medium one. It was like six miles. Did great. I did the last one, which is a 13.5 mile run through all types of stuff in Dallas. I get like two miles in and I just 
both legs cramp, and I'm literally, I had to get evacuated out. <laughs> like they Whoa. had to bring one of those big gators to come pick me up. Cause I couldn't, my legs just, every time I sit up, they cramped, right? Ouch. And I, it was the most embarrassing thing ever. And I'm like, well, maybe this football program isn't working <laughs> anymore for me. So I was like, let me let me try CrossFit, right? So I go to a CrossFit gym, um, Basin CrossFit here in Midland. And this was maybe 2014. And I go in there and I go to an early morning class. And Jarrett Jones was the owner at the time. Um, he got me started with his partner. Um, and I can't think of the guy's name, Jeff, maybe. Um, I go into the class. There's like four people. There's... Uh, one guy, one girl, and then Jimmy, who ended up getting me into CrossFit Mix. He was an ex-college football star, so he's just a huge, huge muscle man, right? And so we do this workout, and the girl crushes us. Like, wow. she crushes us. And, I, like, it wasn't an eagle blow to me, but it was like, this is the coolest thing ever, that this big old guy here is – he got beat and I can bench press 300 pounds and I got beat and like we got time caps. So we didn't even finish the workout. Wow. She finished like she drank some water. <laughs> she towed down like she had all the time in the world. And I'm just like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Right. So like from that, I was just hooked. Yeah. And I just kind of wrote it out ever since. Was it the football background that like the competitive side of the football background brought you into CrossFit? Yes. So the competitive side definitely got me into it. So like just being an athlete and having that thing where it's like you're chasing that number again or you're getting challenged and and, and you're able to grow from it. Like the competitive part definitely hooked. Like I've done so many competitions. I've done I've come so far from where I started that definitely that's definitely how I got into it. And then over time, like, I don't know, I was an athlete for maybe three years. And it's funny how I became a coach. So <laughs> there was two two guys that I worked out with, Jimmy and Rodney. They were actually the ones that started CrossFit Mix. And so we would work out early in the morning. And I was the me and Jimmy were the competitive one. And Rodney is just like naturally gifted and strong at everything, <laughs> but not super competitive. So he he helped push us in certain areas and then he helped coach us too. So they, uh, I didn't know this, but I thought we were friends <laughs> and they love that part. So I thought we were friends, right? We all work out. So I get a text one morning, like, Hey, I'm not going to be at the gym the next day. And I was like, okay, cool. Like sometimes we'll text each other just to give each other a heads up. And so I go in and, uh, the coach of the day was like, Jimmy and Rodney are no longer with us. And I'm like, Okay. And this is six o'clock in the morning, right? So like oh. we are not bushy eyed and bright eyed, you know, yeah. like we're tired. So I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, so we get done and I talked to my friend Christine Schumann. Uh, I was like, what is going on? And she's like, Well, you need to talk to Rodney and Jimmy. And so I finally get a hold of them. And this is all before 7 a.m. They're like, Yeah, we're starting our own gym. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. And I was like, when did you guys decide this? And they were like, oh, we've been working on it for a couple months. And I was like, cool, friends, great. <laughs> so I was like, well, I told you I wanted to be a coach. Why didn't you guys tell me? And they were like, uh, Jimmy, he was like, you didn't tell me. And we're all black, right? So I was like, no, I did. I, I told you. He was like, no, you must have told the other black guy. <laughs> I was like, dude, you guys don't look that much alike. <laughs> right, right, I know right. I told you. And it turned out that I had told Rodney and Rodney just kind of brushed it off, I guess. So I ended up getting into coaching with them at CrossFit Mix. And then my mentality went from, oh, I can use this to be competitive to I can use this to age well, yeah. right? And so when I became mm. a coach, it was like, 
Um, and nothing against, I think CrossFit as a general philosophy has changed over the years, right? It used to be really driven by the Rich Fronings and the Matt, uh, Rich, yeah, Rich Froning, Matt Frazier, like the champions, right? Yeah, like right. Uh, you guys had Ariel on, right? Yeah. Like she's the tip of the spear, right? Like yeah. that is the lead of the lead. Like what they can do is absolutely amazing. But at its heart, it was made for the average person to just get off the couch and be able to move, right? So with CrossFit, you're not really supposed to be great at anything. You're supposed to be good at a lot of things. And so having that balance kind of helps you, uh, we call it functional fitness, right? Mm -hmm. It, it it helps you live your life in a better way. And so when I became a coach, it became a little bit less of, okay, I need to get, I need to compete to, I need to be able to help people. I mean, I just want to be able to like drop it low and get back up. Correct. Oh, that, I'm going to yeah, use that's... my hands. Oh my God. We have what? one lady. <laughs> that's like a legit thing. Drop like, it low. That's your, yeah. that's your goal. What else do you want me to say? Like put my booty on the ground? Yeah. I mean, our 630 like class, that's exactly or, how we okay. had to do it. So there was a lady that went there, Thalia. Uh, she's a realtor now and she's actually helping me, but like, she was like, <laughs> I was like, we have to be able to squat. And she was like, like this. And she would drop it. And like the class would just bust up laughing. I'm like, yeah, that's a perfect squat. <laughs> that is exactly it, right? <laughs> it's so cool. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where that functionality comes in. Yeah. It's like some people want to squat so they can stand up. Some people want to drop it low in the club and be able to get up. <laughs> like, it's, it's functional. Can you tell us about Hotworks as a whole? Like yeah. and the differences, because that's a franchise, yeah. right? So, um, I'm partnered with, a. So when I was working at McAllister's Deli, I worked for a guy named Ivan Ostrander. Um, uh, when he he came from corporate McAllister's to our franchise group. And so at the time in our franchise group, I don't know if I can cuss, but I was the shit. You can like my, my numbers were better than everybody. I made more money than everybody. I was – and this isn't even just in our franchise group. This is McAllister's corporate. Like wow. my stores were the top, right? And I thought I was hot shit. Like you couldn't tell me anything, right? And so Ivan Ostrander comes in from corporate and he becomes VP of operation and he takes over – and I remember, I remember I was sitting in Rankin Highway, and the first day he sat down with me, he was like, Kenny, what do you want to do? And I was like, what do you mean? I'm already doing everything. He's like, no, what do you want to be? What do you want to improve on? And and I was young and inexperienced. Um, I was like, I'm good. I, I got everything. He's like, well, I'm going to make you better. And I was like, okay. <laughs> good luck, dude. <laughs> what else can you do for me, right? And so, like, the whole first year, I just remember – Everything he wanted to do, I would fight him on it. Like, why are we doing this? I'm already great. Like, no, I don't need to do that. Have the other people do that. I don't need that, right? And at a certain point, like, he sat me down and he was like, people look up to you. And when you fight me, it makes it harder for me to do my job. And I was like, okay, I am being disrespectful in that tone, right? And so my second year of him being here, I just said, yes, whatever your idea is, I'm just going to say, yes, I'll give you my two cents. I'll put my input in there, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it, I'm going to commit to what you're saying, right? Numbers got better. And I was just like, this is the craziest thing, right? <laughs> like, I love it. This is awesome. And so I took that and I applied it to my life. I was like, well, maybe if I just shut up and start listening to people, it's like, I can get better at things, right? And all of a sudden, like, my entire life got so much better. So uh, we ended up selling McAllister's Deli. Uh, he sold out. He got into Hotworks. Um, so Hotworks is a 24-hour fitness studio. Uh, basically, we have saunas that have red light therapy in them. They're dry heat. Um, we have TV screens in there that have different 
programs. So we have cycle, we have rowing, we have blast, we have bar, we have pretty kind of like what we were talking about, right? Like there's no one way to fitness. There's so many different ways. Mm -hmm. They put that in there, right? And now to your point, when you were talking about, well, personal training is so expensive. Well, they have virtual instruction playing on these videos. So every 40 minutes they loop, every 15 minutes they loop where you're in this sauna with two other people following this instructor, right? And it's like, okay, well, this is interesting. Like, I like this, right? And then, so I find out a little bit more about it, and uh, I ended up working for the Kent companies, and at a certain point, my nutrition business started to blow up, and I was like, hey, you're you're in the fitness space. Do you mind if I sell some meals out of your place? And he was like, yeah, but why don't you go golfing with me? And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I know what happens at the golf course. <laughs> so we go Contracts. golfing. Yeah. yeah. So we go golfing. He's like, well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to grow. And I got opportunity. What do you think about coming on with me? And I was like, love it. Right. Like there's a handful of people that I respect and I can say really shape my life. And he's one of them. Right. I was like, I'm in, let's, let's do it. He was like, well, I can't pay you what the Kent companies are paying you. And it's okay. What I'm going to learn from you in the process is going to more than pay off on the backside, Mm -hmm. right? So I ended up going with him, getting into Hotworks, and I start working with Hotworks, and I'm like, this is amazing, right? And so we kind of talked about personal training would be like the top of the fitness, right? It's the most expensive. CrossFit is probably kind of in that boutique range where it's very expensive, and it's very, it's very, it's CrossFit. That's all you do, right? And then you have Hotworks, which is uh, $79 a month. You get 24-hour access. You still have personal trainers on a screen. You have all different modalities of training. I love it. It's yeah. great. It, I'm in, and especially me. Like, I'm getting older. I joke that I'm in my 50s because sometimes that's how my body feels. Like, <laughs> I got up this morning, and my Achilles wouldn't move. Like, it was just Ow. locked, and I was just like, that's new, <laughs> right? Ouch. But you go into Hotworks and it's like uh, that infrared, the the dry heat. It's like you can just roll in there, knock out a workout real quick. You still have somebody telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it is super cool. So, uh, yeah, I got in with him and, and we've been growing them. So we have Midland, Odessa. Uh, we have one in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Brandon, Mississippi, uh, Colorado Springs, San Angelo. Um, I just finished building my first one with him. So again, I got in with him to kind of learn. I wanted to learn more. I love learning, right? Like, again, I'm, I'm very dumb. I have so much I need to learn, right? And if you're going to, literally, you're paying me to learn, yeah. I'm in. Love it, right? So sure. I just finished building our first one, or my first one over in West Odessa with him. Um, so that one is actually going through our soft opening right now. Um, and it's just been a really cool, different experience, but I mean, it's all still goes back to my hospitality background is, and I tell, uh, we have a lot of, uh, great women that run our, our studios. We call them studios over there. Uh, we have a lot of great women that run it and, and, and all, all I continue to try to do is give back, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of them that are a little bit older. There's a couple of them are a little younger and I just... I take everything that I've been given and I give it to them, right? So if they have problems with their members, I try to coach them, right? If they have problems with their employees, I try to coach them on them. So like literally what I've learned from CrossFit, I just kind of apply it across my life and and, and use that to help spur that part of it too. So okay. that's kind of that's kind of the hot work side of it. Yeah. But can you take back saying that you're dumb? Because okay. you're obviously <laughs> not dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean – this is, yeah, this is, a, I mean, it's an incredible story, man. It's like, 
um, you're still in the same sort of like fitness world, yep. right? You're not going like, oh, I also am a car salesman yeah. on the weekends, <laughs> which I, I mean, I might. if you were, yeah. I mean, <laughs> or I'm selling too. like junk food down the street. But, yeah, like, but you're, yeah. you're recognizing like you can, you can diversify, um, you know, and still be in sort of like the same industry. Yep. What is your role in, in the Hotworks? I like operations marketing? Uh, operations management, basically. Okay. Yeah. So I, I run the day-to-day operations for him, just kind of take some of the pressure off. Um, like I didn't, uh, you know how you're always like the grass is greener on the other side. Like it's not, <laughs> like, it is, it's always so much harder. So like getting into this, I'm like, oh, I know why you needed me. He didn't need me, but I was like, I know why you wanted me to come here because it's hard to manage the day-to-day operations while you're trying to negotiate leases and, and yeah. work on construction and right. do stuff like that. Look so at, you're lo- they're looking at it further you yeah. know, expansion obviously yeah. constantly and so he keeps locations. me looped in so i'm learning how to i'm learning how to do leases i just learned how to do construction and it was like i'm not gonna lie like i had a very rough time like there were some long nights where it's like and i probably still owe him a text where it's like dude i know i didn't do great on this one but next time i got this like yeah. i learned so much on this and it's it's just it's super cool to be able to continue to be in a field where not only do I have a passion, but I'm also growing and kind of like what you said, like I stay in the fitness space, but it's diversifying it and and finding different avenues to kind of expand my creative process, my ambitions, I guess you could say. You said earlier, I want to talk about live great, your your nutrition um, delivery service. You said it blew up. Yes. Right. And so doing a little bit of research, I mean, I don't, you know, on the surface, I wouldn't, have known that you've blown up, right? Yeah. So I don't even think you have a website. No. Right? Okay, so <laughs> so let's talk about what LiveGreat is, and I really want to get into the blowing up side of it because okay. I'm interested, I mean, from the operations and marketing yes. side, definitely. So LiveGreat started as uh, Living La Vida Macros, right? So like um, part of... Again, I, I'm a sponge. Like, I love to learn, right? Like, so one of the things that I learned about business is you're going to find success when you find there's a market that's underserved, right? So one of the things that I got into with fitness was nobody ever talks about nutrition, right? And so um, for me, and again, I was 208, and I'm sorry, I'm long-winded. I apologize. So Welcome at, to the club. At my height, okay. So at my height, I was about 280 pounds, right? And at one point, I remember looking... I was driving home from work and I felt my belly go over my belt loop and I was like, I'm overweight, right? Coming out of high school, you don't know, you can, remember high school, you could eat whatever you yeah, wanted. Yeah, you don't you realize were good. It. <laughs> like, it's going to catch up to you. Three cheeseburgers, no yeah. problem. Yeah. Talk about whatever it is. Yeah. My <laughs> diet was like powdered sugar donuts, yes. dark pepper and whole milk. Yeah. And Swiss cake rolls. Yeah. And I was like 105 pounds. Correct. Nothing, right? Yeah. It melted off of you. And at a certain point, <laughs> it catches up. So coming out of high school, I still ate the same, didn't exercise really, gained a bunch of weight, right? So my first diet, I'll never forget, it was a Subway diet. I did uh, $5 footlongs and I ate cornflakes with uh, skim milk, like literally for eight months, right? I lost like 30 or 40 pounds and I plateaued. Um, fast forward a couple years, I, I've done every fad diet, right? Yeah. Every fad diet. I get into CrossFit, I learn about the zone diet. From the zone diet, I learn about macros. And so what macros are, and essentially just so everybody knows, is like if you want to lose weight, you have to burn more calories than you bring in, right? Science. And so every diet 
it's kind of like fitness. There's no best way to do it. If you do keto and you eat less calories than you bring in, you're going to lose weight, right? If you want to go Mediterranean, if you want to do any of them, they're all the same, right? Mm -hmm. So what I liked about macros was it's still a caloric deficit to lose weight, but you're still able to eat your normal food. So you can eat ice cream, you can eat pizza. You just have to know that if you only get 1,800 calories a day and you got to hit certain numbers, if you eat pizza, it's going to take a big chunk you sacrificed it. You're probably going to have to eat a chicken breast for dinner, but yeah. you were still able to eat pizza, right? So it's I like that you could play with it. It was it was more livable, right? So I get into fitness. I'm I'm starting to coach. I learn about macros. I go from about 220 pounds down to about 180, right? I'm eating pizza. I'm still drinking. Like I I still have a pretty steady life, and I'm like okay. Business idea, right? Let me, and, and just so you know, most of my business ideas start from just helping people, right? Yeah. So Sabrina, no, Allie Smith came to me and she was like, I need help. You've lost all this weight. Help me, right? Help her. She loses a bunch of weight. Kaylee Williamson comes to me. She's like, I need to lose weight. I help her. Sabrina Barber, who's one of our coaches right now, absolutely love her. She comes to me, loses a bunch of weight, right? And, and okay, now I got a business, right? Let me charge $50 a month. I'll give you your numbers, uh, you report back to me, and I'll help you lose weight, right? I did that for about two years. And then I came across a lady, and I can't think of her last name. Her name is Kaylee, though. Um, I can't tell you where she lives. But she came to me, and she was like, I need to lose weight. And I was like, great, I have this program. Let me do it for you. Well, can you cook for me? And I was like, oh, I've never done cooking. <laughs> like, I know how to cook. I'm, I, I, I trained as a chef. I've been in the restaurant business. I've never done it before. She was like, well, I'll pay you. Okay, and, I'm, and so you know I'm greedy, right? Like you'll pay me, okay? You're like, okay, I'm in, yeah. <laughs> right? So I was like, I'll just do you because we're already doing meal prep. My girlfriend at the time, and we were in a one bedroom apartment, right? Yeah. So she was already doing meal prep for herself. Uh, she was meal prepping for me, and I was like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be long witted. And so when she was cooking, she was like, she wouldn't make normal food, and I was like, well, that's healthy, and she's like, that's not healthy. It's not chicken and vegetables. It has noodles. And I'm like, well, you can have noodles, right? As long as you balance it out and, and put some extra protein in there and don't necessarily uh, overload the fat, cut the carbs back a little bit, you have a balanced meal with pasta. Mm -hmm. it's, it's healthy. And she's like, that's dumb. I don't get it. And I'm like, <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm telling you that's a healthy meal, right? And so Kaylee came to us and she was like, meal prep. And I was like, well, Teresa, we're already doing our meal prep. What if we put one person in there? And she was like, fine, we'll do it, right? And this is literally out of a one-bedroom apartment, right? One bedroom apartment. I still can't. It's crazy. So we start with her. And then I was like, well, somebody else wants meals. Right? And she's like, well, I don't know. I was like, let's do it. Right. So sure. I got number two on there. And then eventually two became five. And then five became 10. And it was like, OK, we need a bigger space. So we moved out of uh, our one bedroom apartment. We bought a house. And the whole idea with the house was. We want to be able to meal prep out of it, right? So we get a little bit bigger and we hit a certain point. And it's like, okay, we can't do this out of our house now. We got to go to a food truck. So we ended up in a food truck. And then from there, we're like, well, we're outgrowing this. We yeah. have to go to a ghost kitchen. So now I'm in a ghost kitchen and, and outgrowing that. So wow. like currently I'm looking for a commercial space to do this. And I, I kid you not, I was talking to my mom last night Um I was like, I can't fathom where we're at. It literally started with one person that just didn't want to cook for themselves. I saw a niche in the market and I was like, okay, let me, let me, 
I'll take advantage of that, right? Yeah. An extra $100 a week is great for me. You know what I mean? And it's growing to this thing where it's like, um, I'm not there yet, but at a certain point, this is going to be a million-dollar business. And again, yeah. like you told me not to call myself dumb. Like, fine, I, I'm not dumb. But I remember being in high school and being like, I don't need this, right? Yeah. I remember graduating. I got my transcript from high school, and it said 1.7 GPA, like – I skip more days than I went to school. Like, I'm just not a school person. Like, that's yeah. not me. And, like, growing up, my mom was always hounding me. Like, you have to go to college. Like, you have to go to college. And I was like, no, I don't need to. I'm going to be a chef, right? And then did really good there. And I was like, I don't need that. I'm going to be a restaurant person. And she was like, "You're at a certain point, you're going to need that college degree. And I don't know if I'm just that hard-headed or that ambitious. It's probably a little bit of both. But I was like... I'm going to find success because I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do what I need to do and, and I'm going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so like I was talking to her last night and I was like, you remember you used to tell me that I always needed college? And she was like, yeah, I forgot about that shit like five years ago. Cause I knew <laughs> you weren't going to listen to me right, yeah. and you just kept making it work. And I was like, I might at some point knock on wood, like I might have a million dollar business that I literally started in, 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 a one bedroom apartment. And I just think that's the coolest thing ever that you're able to do that. And kind yeah. of to your point, like I've always been, I read so many books and I watch so many motivational videos. And there's always like that one point where every entrepreneur is like, I took that risky step. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And that's where I changed. And I'm kind of getting to that point where it's like, uh, I have to take that next step because just from what I do organically and all I do is Facebook and I do three posts a day, right, on mm -hmm. Instagram and Facebook. That's all I do. And then word of mouth. And I've literally year over year doubled this thing every single year. And, it, it, again, to at a certain point, I'm going to hit a million dollars in sales, right? And it's, it's crazy to me that you're going to get there. But it's like, okay, how do, I, how do I temper that growth or how do I get ready for that next step? And it's like yeah. I am at that pivotal point where it's like I have to – I have to respect this as it's not a hobby anymore. It's a legitimate right. business, and right. I have to put that effort in there. Otherwise, I'm going to underserve the community that I've – I say community, but the the group of people in – I'll say community because I, I truly feel like I'm in service of them, right? Mm -hmm. it, they go out. They work hard. It's their money. They're choosing to give it to me. I'm not taking that for granted. I want right. every meal to be great. I want to be different. I want to have our service levels impeccable, like – people get mad at me all the time. I'm always on my phone. Like if you message me at Sunday, cause we cook Sunday, right? If you message me Sunday, like, Hey, you got some extra meals and I'm up, I'm gonna go look in the fridge. And I'll tell you what I have. Just so that, <laughs> like, that's my dedication to this. That's my yeah. dedication to service. So, um, that's kind of where I started. It started with just a dream. It wasn't even a dream. It started with, I saw a niche in the market to help people lose weight, had one lady and I, I can never thank her enough. Her name's Kaylee. Like she just pushed it to like, hey, I really don't want to cook. You do it for me. And and to be in every year on our anniversary. So we'll hit three years in November. Every year we're just like, I love you. Like you're amazing. You did this for us. I hope you know how much we appreciate you because none of this would have been happy if you wouldn't have pushed. Yeah. Hey, can you just make me 10 meals a week? That's crazy. Yeah. To hear to hear a million dollar um, sales. Yeah. Coming up on. What's that? I mean, you said you obviously you went from the one bedroom house, ghost kitchen, food, look, truck. food truck, food truck, ghost kitchen. Yep. Look for something else. So, like, what does that? What does the operation look like today? 
So right now it's out of the ghost kitchen. So we have coolers. Uh, we have a restaurant that doesn't cook on the weekend. So we take over on the weekends, basically use their spot. Um, I have all my certifications. I got all my things. Like I've been in the restaurant 20 years. Like I know how to do all that stuff. So we go in, we knock it out, and we're out of there. It's like we're I mean, never there. When you say we, how many how many people are you talking about here? <laughs> so it started with two of us. I think I counted last week we had 12 employees helping us. Okay. And then to this week I put out an ad because I was like, I do all the deliveries, right? Me and one other, uh, me and Teresa split deliveries. Um, so I had to put out an ad for more drivers because literally we will start at 7 a.m. We'll finish cooking around noon the food has to cool off until about four um and during that time i'm like messaging people and hey your food collecting money all that stuff uh five o'clock we'll start delivery i didn't finish delivering until 10 o'clock last sunday so i literally for the last couple months like 7 a.m until 10 p.m on sunday wake up at 4 a.m on monday start delivering because i want people to have their food like yeah. i'm service right I want people to have their food so that when they go to work, they have their food. So I wake up at 4 o'clock on Monday mornings, and we deliver food to people's doorsteps that aren't home on Sunday so that mm. when they go to work, they have our meal in their hand. Yeah, um, I'll deliver all the way until about noon on Monday, and then I'm done That's for crazy. a day and a half. And Wednesday, I send out the menu again and start the whole process over. And no website. No website. I need to stress that. You have no website. Yes. I mean... Is there was there a reason for that, or I mean, like I wanted to temper growth, so I was like, oh, okay. if I don't do a website, a million people can't go in, and you know, sure. websites you can put certain limitations on there, right? Uh, I was like, if I don't do that, I can temper this growth because I wanted to keep everything organic. It's always been a side hustle for us, you yeah. know what I mean? It's never yeah. been the main. It's thing. It's all through DMs and texts. DMs and texts. That is it. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. Uh, there's but. 173 people on my list right now that I message. You get at least so you get two messages a week from me to start out. I send you, I send 173 people, and I'm gonna automate this at some point because yeah. it's not automated either. It is not automated, dude. We it. gotta talk, bro. yeah. Okay, so I do it all, all by right. hand, right? Yeah. So, uh, but it's the growth, right? So, like a month ago, I was at a hundred about 100 people. And then this past month, I'm at 173. And we're going on year three, so I kind of know trends. So, right now, we're on an upward trend until about Christmas. Holiday season, uh, Christmas parties, buying gifts, like mm -hmm. we slow off then. And then obviously New Year's, we take off again. Yeah. Uh, right. June, kids are out of school, family vacations, we slow down again. August, school starts back up. It's it's a cycle, right? I kind of okay. have that down. I was not expecting the growth this year, to be honest with you. So I was like, I can still handle this. Everything will be fine. No, it, it wasn't. <laughs> it was like, it, and it makes sense though, right? So if you have, if you're doubling every year and, and let's say I had 20 people two years ago, well, then it's 40. Mm -hmm. Well, now those 40 double, right? Yeah. Now it's 80, 160. I forgot about that part of the math. I'm just like, oh, we're going to double. That means 20 more. And it's like, no, you're doubling 80 now. So right. that's yeah. another 80 on top of it. Yeah, it's, gone, it's getting squared. Yes. What about like people coming to y'all to pick up? Like, can they do that? I don't do that yet. Uh, so I do have a pickup at uh, CrossFit Mix um, okay. because we use a ghost kitchen. And that's what I kind of go back and forth on. So, again, I've been in the restaurant business long enough. Um, taxes eat a lot of the money. Yeah. <laughs> Employees lead a lot of the money. And I overpay, too. So one of the things that I – I'm very grateful and fortunate to be in this spot. I try to get back as much as possible. So I, I, I all my employees make at least $20 an hour, right, because – I just feel like that's what they deserve and yeah. they, they, they appreciate it and we get a great product out of it. Right. So labor, uh, taxes, 
um, equipment, electricity, all that stuff eats it. So what I was always afraid of is doing a storefront, right? And kind of like what you were talking about with the diversifying. I hate wasting money. And right. every time I learn something new. So at the Ken companies, they do a great job of kind of keeping everything in-house. And like one one of their businesses services another, right? So I was always afraid of doing a commercial spot because it's like, okay, I'm going to pay somebody $2,200 to have this commercial spot. Yeah. That's their money. Like they own the bill. I'm paying their mortgage on mm-hmm. it. I'm yeah. just like, I know it's part of doing business. I can't sleep at night. <laughs> like yeah. I, so like I'm trying to find something that I can buy so that at least if I'm going to pay rent to something, I'm paying it to pay it off. Sure. And so what we've been looking at is um, in Midland County, you can, there's certain, not every area has restrictions, right? Yeah. So technically I could open up kind of uh, my own kitchen, buy like three acres of land, open up my own kitchen, um, have it situated out there. And then with the other one or two acres, I want to figure out a way to get back, right? So one of the things that I didn't like is when I moved to Midland, the when I moved to Midland, I was homeless for six months, right? Wow. So like I didn't, not six months, maybe about six weeks, okay. right? So when I moved to Midland, Again, I came sight unseen. I didn't have anywhere to stay. I was like, I'll be able to figure it out. And this was when 2000, this was when the boom was going up, right? Yeah. And so like 2008, 2009, right? You, oh, you guys weren't from here, right? I'm from here. from here. Yeah. Okay. So the boom was going up, but the rest of the world was in a recession, right? Mm-hmm. So like, right, right. I was like, I don't need an apartment. I'll just be able to drive down there. there there'll be plenty. Nope. People were living in storage units Correct. during that time. Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. So I didn't have a place to stay. So I literally just lived out of my car. I had a very friendly employee that uh, helped me out at Golden Crow. She would let me sleep on her couch every once in a while. Um, I'm not good at asking for help. So I would literally go to the gym and take showers. Like I would iron my clothes in the gym lobby. Like I, I survived. Right. Yeah. But it was... I survived. I did it. Right. So like one of the things that I wanted to do was try to um, give back to the community some way. So like yeah. that's one of my ideas is like, why am I going to pay twenty two to three thousand dollars to lease a space to pay for someone else when I could just buy a parcel of land, build my little spot that I need and like maybe set up the back area so that you can set up a couple trailers so that if a family was in need because again i don't need the money right yeah. so if family was in need i can rent it to them for two three hundred dollars or give it to them for a month i don't know yeah. like that's that's kind of where my mind goes and kind of like what you were talking about it's like diversifying so like how many different avenues can i create for myself and i think i try to stay humble in the fact kind of like what we do at crossfit is i don't want to do it just to make money i want to be able to service other people right mm-hmm. i want to be able to give back because i feel like if i give back if I give back, I get back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, that's that's why I just don't want to lease a space. It's just because I don't want to pay someone that already has money yeah. and give them more money. Sure. I'd rather do something. I know I can afford that, so I would rather do something like that so I can pay it back yeah. a little bit. I just porch pickup is such a big thing yes. out here, but I also wouldn't want everyone coming to my home. Right. So. Yeah. And <laughs> I do. I have a lot of people like that. CrossFit yeah. Mix. Yeah. That was uh, new to me. I had never heard of that before. Because that would like... not fly in most cities. <laughs> no. No. They'd and... see like a bunch of bags sitting outside and they're like, neat. Thank you. Correct. And there's a lot of people that are like that. I always give the option like, I can deliver it to you Sunday or you can pick up a CrossFit Mix on Monday. And some yeah. people are like, I'll I'll figure out a way to pick it up. Great. Um, can you deliver it to my work? Sure. Uh, that's kind of limited, but, uh, mm-hmm. and then some people get it at their house. And again, it's, that's not my, 
that's not my goal to figure that out for someone. I just want to provide that service yeah. so that instead of uh, instead of them having to make a decision of when can I get over to Kenny's place to get my meals, it's well if, if I'm if I'm okay giving him my address and him dropping them off, then it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, yeah. that's that's part of my growth. It's like, yeah. that is a huge service that you don't necessarily get. Yeah. Kind of wanted to leave on the aspect of so from a bandwidth perspective, mm -hmm. right? Is there anything else that you're like underserved that you might be looking towards? But, but also then I said, the second part of it is, is do you have the, do you do even you have, have the bandwidth, bandwidth to get into left. anything <laughs> yes. else? So I don't. You don't sleep. I feel like. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody asked me that the other day. Uh, one of my uh, studio managers, she was like, when is your day off? And I thought about it and I was like, I don't really have days. I have hours. Like <laughs> I have like from three to four on Monday and then from Tuesday from like eight to set, uh, 10. It's like my time. Like, yeah. but that's, that's, that's how you who know you're I an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's like every time, like, cause if you ask 10 people about me, you're going to probably get 10 different answers. Right. So like some people think I'm an asshole. Some people think I'm stuck up. Some people think I'm selfish. Some people think that I give too much. Some people think that I'm workaholic. Some people don't think I work enough. Like everybody kind of has a different opinion of me. And like the more I find out and read and learn about entrepreneurs, it's like you kind of need that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, oh, you guys had that lady. You just released that, that podcast last week, I think it was. And the lady was like, you have to be selfish. And I was like, I wish I would have heard that 10 years ago because it's so true. Like if you truly want to be an entrepreneur and, and – be on your own and do all this stuff. Like you have to be selfish. And there's, I have a great support system. Like my mom, I love her to death. Like, again, she used to hound me every, every time I talked, you need college, you need college. Mom, I got this promotion. I got this raise, right? I'm doing this, this. I remember calling her. I got promoted to director of operation at the Kent company. And I called her crying. I was like, I didn't even think this was a title, right? Like in my mind, I was going to be a cook, maybe a kitchen manager. And I'm a director of operations. Like, Mom, this is amazing. And she's like, you still need school. <laughs> I feel like we have the same mom. <laughs> and like at a certain point, she was just like, no, you got this. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like there when you start reading about these people, like the the these successful entrepreneurs, it's like even like Michael Jordan, the documentary, they were like, mm -hmm. he was an asshole teammate. I hated him in the moment. But afterwards, I appreciated him. Like I've gotten that before. Mm -hmm. Like I have a lady named Debbie Hines. Debbie Hines, Joey Hilgar, and Debbie Moran. Like, they have been with me forever. And they all kind of started out as just normal people. And they've been able to elevate their careers. And they followed me all over the place, um, all the different places I went. Uh, Debbie Hines, I was just talking to her the other day. She she started out with me. Okay. So Debbie Hines started with me as a cashier at McAllister's Deli on West County Road. She didn't have a driver's license, so I couldn't make her a manager. She had, like thousands and thousands of dollars of tickets to paid off, right? So Dang. she paid them off. She became an assistant manager. Then she became a GM. And then from a GM, she became a regional director. And now she's working on becoming a huge corporate trainer for Dairy Queen. And it's wow. like when I met her, she was just a 35-year-old uh, mother that, that was a cashier. And now she has that. Like, that's awesome. And she always tells me, she was like, I didn't like you. Like, I thought you were an asshole. Like, you were so mean. You were so strict. Thank you. And I'm just like, what do you mean, thank you? And she's like, I understand why you did it because you were pushing me to be better. You weren't going to let me rest and, and, and settle for average or, mm -hmm. or, or take time off or take shortcuts. Like, you always push me to be better. And I was like, that 
that makes me feel better because it makes stories like that. And to be honest with you, I used to be motivated by money. I'm not so much anymore. Like being able to help somebody like that to, to advance their career and create things. And, and hopefully there she's giving back to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's the coolest thing ever because like, yeah. I guess me and you both went through our parents were just like, you need to go to college. You need to get a job, save your money, have a yeah. 401k. And it's sure. just like, and I don't have any That's of not me. Different generation, yeah, for sure. Correct. Like, yeah. I just can't do it. But, I, I mean, like, you love to learn. Yep. Just not in a classroom setting. No. I feel like I'm the same way. I feel like you're probably the same way, Definitely. too. Like, Are you? Oh, my God, yeah. Like, like, I will soak up all the knowledge I can, but if you, the idea of sitting in a classroom, <laughs> my brain goes, nope. Yep. Okay, so yeah, all th- yeah. You, you guys completely understand me. 100%. Yeah. You put me in a classroom, and it can be a subject I like, I'm off. Like I'm sorry. I just want to go to sleep. Yes, can't do it. Mostly just for me, it's almost like you know that this is just like boilerplate. Yeah, you know what I mean. Teachings, right? Like they're gonna they're gonna teach you this year. They're gonna do the same thing next year. Certain things are gonna change based on the times, but it's like, but sort of in my world, it's like things are changing daily. Correct. Right. So you can't have this whole like oh I've had this whole lesson plan out for an entire semester or year going like. <laughs> is that stuff even relevant? You know right. what I mean? And, and, yes. and it's going to get less and less relevant as we just move into the future. Yes. But yeah, I just go like, dude, I can learn the same stuff on YouTube. Correct. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, exactly. And the only thing I regret from my education and bringing it up is like, I wish I didn't realize it at the time, but even though I wasn't interested in it, it still would have taught me to work. So luckily I, I got my work ethic from my parents. Right. But sometimes like, and you guys know this being an entrepreneur, you got to do stuff you don't like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so like a part of me, I do, I do wish I would have put more thought into that when I was going to school of like, or I wish somebody would have told me like, Hey, Kenny, I know schools. Cause they were just like, you need school or you're going to be a loser. That yeah. was, that was right. it. Right. I wish right. somebody would have been like, Hey, you might not be a school person, but you need to learn how to do things you don't like now. Because no matter what you do in life, you're going to have to do something you yeah. don't like. So yeah, I think there's. I mean, from, the, from to your to your point, like I think from like a business school perspective, like there are tried and true techniques yep. and you know things that that are just rinse and repeat in the business world that yep. are obviously going to be of, of value to somebody versus going like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Right. And then everybody who was in business school or in the head was like, that's. That's like 101, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, at, at, but you know, listen, you're, you're going to learn one way or the other. You're either going to learn, you know, in class in a business school or you're going to learn on the job. And, yep. you know what I mean? You're just hoping you you understand it, I yes. guess, and comprehend. Yep. Um, to that point, like, are you a are you a business plan, forecasting, P&Ls kind of guy? Or are you like in the <laughs> – are you just like a – So yes and yes. Okay. Right? So I love <laughs> – I love numbers in the sense of they tell a story, right? So like, um, again, you can have 10 people and you ask 10 people about me, they're going to give you 10 different answers, right? Like, I feel like businesses do that. Like, I feel really good about this and I feel that and I feel that. And it's like, I've never growing up in the business, like I own my own now, right? But like growing up in the business, uh, I had a lot of mentors. They were like, well, we can't pay our bills with good feelings. <laughs> like the, right. the electric company doesn't f- yeah. say like, hey, your projections, I know you're projecting more sales next month, so don't worry about paying us this month. Right. Like they want money. You know what I mean? So I use a little bit of both. I think I have a good gut for business. I think I'm humble enough to say 
when I mess up, I think I'm smart enough to put us in a position to be successful. And I use numbers at the end of the day to guide the direction I'm going in. If the numbers say you're doing, you can feel whatever you want. If the numbers say you're in the red and you're not making money, you're doing a bad job. You mm -hmm. have to change, right? Yeah. You can feel good about it all day, but if you're not making money, you're not going to survive, right? Or vice versa. Like there's been tons of, and I can't tell you how many times I've had to go back and apologize to people like, that was a great idea. I'm sorry it took me so long to come along to it. Like, <laughs> it works. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, at the end of the day, I always let numbers – I shouldn't say always. 90% of my directive is driven off of numbers. Okay. And I'll have certain goals in my head of what I want to do. I have uh, – I'm a very big uh, visualizer, right? So if I, I – um, oh, my God. Sorry. I hate when people say I can't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't. If you say you cannot do something, you cannot do it. I don't care. Don't care, right? And I always use the analogy of a baby, right? When you're a child trying to walk and you guys have your kid, right? Like when your kid took the first couple steps and fell down, you weren't like, stupid baby. Like why didn't you just walk, right? <laughs> like you're like, that's amazing. That is so cool. Like you took a step. Like great job. You know what I mean? But like – we become adults and we're like, they take a first step and they stumble. You're like, oh, that's terrible. Like, why would you do that? You're awful, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, I tried. At least yeah. I, I did something. Sure. You know what I mean? So, like, very big on visualizing. Like, that baby at some point was very happy that you encouraged him to keep going. Like, I kind of do the same thing with my business. Like, yeah, it sucks right now. You're going through it. You wish you could sleep more. You wish... You don't know how you're going to pay this bill. You don't know how you're going to pay that person. Like, am I doing the right thing? Was that a good menu? It's Did you give good advice over there? But, like, at the end of the day, it's like, well, I tried something, and, and hopefully it works. And if it doesn't, um, I'll adjust. But I'm not going to sit here and say I can't do anything. Like, I will literally – I was coaching one time, and someone was like, I can't do that. And I was like – all right, let's have a discussion. Like, yeah. we're going to get philosophy in here. Like, you cannot say you can't do something. You might not be able to do it now, right? But you might not be the best at it, right? But you can do it, right? Yeah. If you do something enough times over and over again, you're going to be able to get there. Do you sure. know what I mean? If, if, if we all just stopped, we would just be big babies lying on the ground. But it, we wanted babies. to walk. Correct. Idiots. We wanted to walk. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if we can figure that out... You can figure something else out. You might not be able to do it right now, but don't ever say you can't do something. Like that is, I will stop. I've literally been out in public, heard somebody say that and like, Kenny, don't talk to them. Like they don't need you to <laughs> preach right now, buddy. <laughs> but it's like, that irks me so much. Cause I would still, again, I would be, and I appreciate you saying not to call myself dumb, right? I would still be in Alton, Illinois doing God knows what if I would have said I can't. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? No, it makes a lot of like sense. Like my GPA was only this, so I probably can't do yeah. that. Like, yeah. You just like I try. love that. Like I yeah. love the fact that I should have been a negative statistic and I've made this. And I don't think by any stretch of the means like I'm better than anybody or that 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 I'm the shining example of what to do. But it's like for me growing up as a kid to to know that someone like me can be out there or I can strive to be something else. I don't have to just go that educational route. Like I love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, this is uh, this is awesome, man. This is very inspiring. I, I you know, I only knew a little bit about you. Yeah. And um and this is very inspiring even to us. I mean, just kind of hearing that, you know, you're multifaceted, uh, multi channel and um and doing very well. 
And appreciate uh, it. We, we appreciate you coming in yeah. today. Is there anything that you wanted to to push or anything? We make sure we hit. We'll do all of your links and things like that. Will be in the not description. Not to websites like, though. Nah, not the website. <laughs> yeah, CrossFit Mix and uh, Hotworks have a website for so. sure. For sure. Live break, which, yeah. Uh, but no, I just I uh, it's not so much me pushing out. It's just um, hopefully somebody hears my story and, and and uses it to get a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ace. My son, yeah, he should listen to this episode when it comes out. I'll definitely. He just graduated high school, and he's kind of he's he's into going, he's into working out, and yeah. he's into fitness, and he didn't always make the best grades, but yeah, def- but he graduated. Not a, a classroom learner, you right. know, like his like his dad. So, um, but I always want to show examples of like they're very successful people out there, and it's not that they are mm-hmm. like they necessarily came from, you know, came from money, correct, or you know what I mean, or just like had all these like. You know, privileges or things like this and, and connections. connections. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard work. Yeah, it yeah. is. And yeah. find a niche, find yeah. something that is underserved and will provide value. Correct. And great hospitality. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Just be a servant and, and you'll find success. I'm going to leave on this, Kenny, that, you know, the whole CrossFit thing, like workout of the day at Wads or something. I'm sitting there going, like, how are you not called Kenny Wads, dude? <laughs> Man, that's a brand Never name. Never heard that. That's a, that's a branding name right there, dude. The yeah. shirt and everything, logo. But anyway, um, yeah, check it out. So check out uh, Live Great Nutrition, CrossFit Mix. Um, amazing meals. I looked through your the Instagram. They look great. I did. I, I dropped 80 pounds before coming to Midland from Vegas. Nice. During the... Not not the bonds with schman schmamic, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was very like it's all it was all numbers, right? Yep. It was like you know, weigh your food, yep, burn more calories than than you intake, and the, the weight will drop the, off, right? It will, yeah, without gimmicky things. Yep. Um, but man, we really appreciate you being here. Today. Yeah, I appreciate you letting me come um, and talk. Love to grab coffee coffee with you sometime and just of kind of like talk business and yeah, and some ideas that we've got going on because. Um, I just want to kind of pick your brain, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> well, yeah, let's there. definitely grab some uh, some macro-friendly coffee sometime <laughs> and uh, and have a chat, man. It's yeah, like definitely. Cool. All right. Thanks again for being Appreciate here. Appreciate it. Check out all the links. Links are in the description below. See you on the next one.